Hello, Gospel for Grampian listeners. It's Angelina from Women of Africa Care. And today, on the 2nd of March, we have got a very significant inspiration for you because it is our episode 40. Episode 40, ever since we started our radio talk in June last year, today we celebrate 40 episodes on work on air, thankful to Gospel for Grampian radio station that has given us the opportunity to be on air and be an inspiration to our listeners out there. And this is also significant, the number 40 for us, because we've been 40 days in 2023 to start the year and to celebrate 40 episodes on radio while we are 40 days in the year ahead is so relevant for us to celebrate 4040. So talk to us, beautiful Myrtle. How relevant or significant is 40 in your world? Angelina, you know, there's a song 40 days that Cliff Richard wrote. And he wrote it for the um, guys in the army. When they had their 40 days for the first time, they could go home when they're coming from the borders. And um, then they surprised their family with this 40-day going home that weekend. And then I've got a beautiful scripture about 40 days, Matthew 4, verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Wow. So, So 40 days, there's always a comeback. You're going away separated for 40 days. It's making you stronger. It's helping you overcome temptations. It's building you up. And then here you get back home and you're ready. You're ready for the next stage. What does 40 days mean to you, beautiful Karina? When I think about the number 40, I actually think about Joshua 5, 6, which is for the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were mere men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed because they did not obey the voice of the Lord to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. So that's what I actually think about is Joshua 5, 6. But it's amazing how that number also has great significance. The meaning of that number 40, it's mentioned 146 times in the script in, in scripture. The number 40 generally symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. During Moses' life, he lived 40 years in Egypt and 40 years in the desert before God selected him to lead the people out of slavery. Moses was also on Mount Sinai for 40 days and nights on two separate occasions. That you can get in Exodus 28 verse 18 to 3 to 4. To 34, verse 1 and 28, receiving God's laws. He also sent spies for 40 days to investigate the land God promised the Israelites as an inheritance. Okay, and then the prophet Jonah. The prophet Jonah powerfully warned ancient Nineveh for 40 days that its destruction would come because of its sins. The prophet Ezekiel laid on his side for 40 days to symbolize Judah's sin. And Elijah went 40 days without food or water at Mount Horeb. Jesus was tempted by the devil many times during the 40 complete days he fasted just before his ministry began. He also appeared to the disciples and others for 40 days after his resurrection from the dead. Now this is taken from the BibleStudy.org, but it gives such a, a great explanation of the number 40. Absolutely. You know, Karina, when I'm hearing you explain the 40 days and Myrtle explaining, you know, students going into the army for 40 days, it seems like 40 days is relevant. It is necessary in order for people to overcome and become stronger in order for them to inherit everything that God has want them to that God wants them to inherit. 40 days, like you're saying, probational. I'm putting you on probation. Can you cope? for 40 days in this environment, because if you can cope in this environment, then you're ready for your promotion. You're ready for your place of purpose. There's grace in 40 days, like you're talking about Jonah. For 40 days, he gave grace by saying, I'm giving you 40 days to hear. I'm warning you, warning you. 
I also like to interject here because we also have a 40-day journal that is so amazing and awesome and it helps if if you never heard of it, uh, Gospel for Grampian listeners, this is a 40-day journal that was created by the Friends uh, Leg of Women of Africa Care and it helps individuals develop momentum to improve and track their personal growth with ease. It's a daily discipline of journaling will help them develop a pace setting their mindset that er eradicates the barriers such as complacency and so forth we'll be discussing more uh, as we continue in the program but it's such an amazing journal and maybe you can elaborate more on you know how this journal came about and the 40-day journal yes when Myrtle myself and Ruth launched Women of Africa K in 2021 the Lord put in our heart to write a journal and he said a 40-day journal because anything you do for 40 days becomes a habit and that's why we're excited about our 40-day right and for our listeners if you go back into our show in the last um, 40 episodes you will pick up around June to August we had launched our 40-day journal over radio and every week we spoke about a specific week and we also uploaded the journal guide on the website. So if you go into womenofafricacare.com, go to work on air and you'll pick up that we discussed the journal around those weeks and please feel free to download a copy and go through that journal because anything you do for 40 days becomes a habit and then you know that you are equipped you are empowered and you are able to face anything because you have a disciplined lifestyle of good habits okay um i want to be talking about today as we celebrate our 40 days at work for the year when i look back at the last or at the first 40 days of our working life at women of africa care in january 2023 up until today all i can say is karina i felt like i was in the wilderness. I was tempted, I was overwhelmed, I was frustrated, and I think we all went through that. Myrtle, Karina, we went through all of that, yet we embraced the new year with fasting. We went on a sabbatical, meaning like the 40 days that Jesus went through, we went through a withdrawal from activities so that we could focus on within. Most Religious groups, churches go on a sabbatical from busyness and they start fasting so that they can start the new year with focusing from within. And God was gracious that while he helped us in the company to focus on within, he also ensured that we didn't have much business activity, which was a downturn for us from a business perspective. And it was frustrating. It was tempting. It was overwhelming. But when we look back now, Myrtle and Karina, we can be so grateful that we had the 40 days of quietness, of separation, of not being busy because we needed to sort things out in the organization. And when I think about the separation that we've been through. I'm reminded of what Joshua Salman said. Joshua Salman is a dynamic minister from Nigeria. We are inspired a lot by his teaching. He's a teacher of the word of God. He's an apostle. And he says this. He says, there is dignity in passing through a process. Just like the Israelites, God passed them through the wilderness for a process to get rid of the Egypt slavery mentality that they were burdened with. It was meant to be an 11-day journey, but because they were stubborn and didn't allow themselves to want to go through the process, many of them died in the wilderness, and it literally took 40 years before they could enter the promised land. Many died in the in the wilderness because of stubbornness and complaining and grumbling because they didn't believe God they allowed their circumstances to overcome them and I love what he said Joshua Salmon says there is dignity in passing through a process it is dangerous for a man to be committed to anything at all whether it be money honor 
power or anointing. It is very dangerous when you are given anything without adequate preparation. And that was one of the reasons why God said to the Israelites, I'm going to let you go through the, the Red Sea and pass through the wilderness for seven days because you need to go through the process. You need to let go of some stuff because if you do not have adequate preparation and mindset to enter the promised land, then you are going to go back into slavery because the promised land is big. The grapes are big. The honey is beautiful. The almonds are big, but you will be intimidated by the, 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 the vastness and the largeness of the harvest there. And you will succumb to those that are, are there that are idol worship that are not of Israel native, and therefore you're back into slavery. So I need to get the slavery mentality out of you so that when you get into the promised land, you are getting into the promised land gospel for Grampian in a mindset of you are the head and not the tail. I'm, be I'm above and not below. I have dominion and authority over the wealth and the blessings and the abundance that is already in the promised land. That is what God was trying to tell him. Get your mindset right. You are not a slave. You have more than enough. I've already prepared the, uh, uh, the, the, the promised land. It is full of abundance. You just have to go in and enjoy it and sustain it. But because they had a slave mentality, they couldn't cope. They were stuck 40 days, 40 years in the wilderness. And then I think about us in our business. And I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus, that you allowed Women of Africa Care in the first 40 days of 2023 to go through a process. Thank you that you interrupted the busyness of our business and said, stop, Angelina. I'm now pulling you out, and I want you to start rethinking how you think. Rethink your business goals. Rethink how you do business. I love what Joshua Selman says, uh, quoting from Galatians 4.1.2. He says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the appointed time by the father. What he's saying here, Gospel for Grampian listeners, is you need to go through the process for adequate preparation, because as long as you think like a child, you are thinking like a a slave, meaning you under submission to the master of those above you until you are in a position where you can be a good steward of all that the father has given you. And so if God has given you a vision for something great, if you don't go to the process of, uh, if you don't go through the process of preparation, you are going to be a child and you are going to be enslaved. And he says here, I love what Joshua says. He says, we have an obsession for results without following process. We don't study the process. And I love this part. He says, the wisdom comes from the process, not the results. I mean, I don't know about you girls, but this 40 days has humbled me completely. Amen. Another statement he says, and this is where we start our radio show today. Joshua Salmon says, you need to suspend your hurry. God is a God of speed, not rush. And the speed comes when you are well trained. Think about it. When they entered the promised land, they had to quickly work at a pace of sustaining the harvest because the harvest was ready. But in the wilderness, they had to be prepared to deal with that big harvest. And that's the same with us. God has already prepared our place of purpose. But if we're not well trained, we will be intimidated by the speed of things. So preparation is imperative. And again, thinking about what we went through, Myrtle, we went through some giants, financial giants, slow pace in January, a sudden interruption from busyness into idleness, Karina, where we're idle now. And that is where Satan has a go in our mind. The Bible, I mean, I heard of the statement, an idle mind is the devil's workshop. And if we don't have word in us in this time of separation in the wilderness 
Of course, we're going to be anxiety. Of course, we're going to have depression. Of course, we're going to worry because the voices around us are telling us we're in a dry place. We're in a barren place. We are hungry. There's scorpions all over. It's cold in the night and it's very hot in the day. We cannot survive in this place. That is what happens when you're in the wilderness. But God, just like God was in the wilderness with them as a cloud and a fire, when we have the word of God in us, it lights us up and it makes us strong. And so we have been grateful in that time when we were going through our wilderness in this last 40 days, there were things that were resounding. While Moses was in the mountain, the, mo uh, the words below was, we're in the wrong place, we need to get back. Moses wasted his time bringing us here only to desert us while he's in the mountain. Well, our time or our 40 days, well, for me, Karina, it was, I'm in the mountain of the Lord. And the Lord was saying, don't quit. And then he reminded me that he had people that he strategically positioned to say, you're in the right place. Your vision is right. Everything is set. Be still. And then I remembered that when I was pressed on all sides in this time of waiting, every time somebody pressed me, worship and praise came forth. And I'm thinking about an olive. An olive, when it's first pressed on a first level, what comes out? Oil that is good for makeup and aesthetic care. Then the second level of pressing is virgin oil that is edible. And then the last part of the uh, your, your olive oil press becomes pure oil that is used for anointing. I was at that last part, Myrtle. I don't know about you. I think you were there too and Karina. We were at that part. Forget the first part of olive oil where you need it for beauty treatment or the second part where you want to eat it. We're at the part where we have got nothing left and you're squeezing us, Lord. You're squeezing us. We're in the wilderness. We've got nothing left and we are pressed beyond measure by circumstances, by people in these last 40 days. And instead of mourning and anxiety and worry, every time somebody pressed us, what came out of us? Word, worship, praise. And, hey? I say thank you to the Lord that, that this, everything that happened to us, Angelina, I soaked myself in the word of God. And it made me, made me rich and it gave me wisdom. That's why Satan also tempted God in the wilderness where he said, no, when the tempter, and that is the devil, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. And you see how he tempted God, Angelina. And you know what God said to him? But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live from bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Wow. Then the devil took him up in the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, if you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written. God gave him the better benefit after doubt. He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your feet, foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you no hopes. Mm. I will give you. Will fall down? Will you fall down and worship me? Can you believe he tell God? To worship him. He said nothing, but God must worship him. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, 
angels came and ministered to him. Wow, wow. So we get tempted daily, like the devil tempted Jesus. So they tempted us. But we, we just refused. Yeah. We said we will have faith in God and we will stand our stand. We will stand we our will stand. We will soak in the presence of God. And this is exactly what we did. That is what your, your wilderness experience is supposed to do. It was not supposed to make you grumble, grumbling, moaning, complaining, and perishing. It was meant to separate you so that you can be replenished, transformed, revived, energized, mm -hmm. empowered. I mean, I, you know, I love what you're saying that when the temptation comes, you always have to go back to the word because Satan knows the word and he brought the word to Jesus. And you had to go back to the word and say, what does the Lord God say about me? I mean, I think about me when my 40 day experience happened now in this, in this 40 days, the first thing was my family was, was challenged and somebody that was in a spiritual leadership brought word to talk about it, but it was in conflict to the word that the Lord gave me. And so I'm like, my gosh, Lord, how did I miss it? The person is saying this, but just a couple months ago, they heard from heaven, which was in line with what you, you told me, and they confirmed this. Now, suddenly, when we're having a bit of wilderness separation, they are coming and telling me word, but just like Jesus, the devil told him word, but it was in conflict to what the word of God said about his situation. And so the first thing I did was I went straight back to God and God gave me peace of mind. No, you're in the right place. Don't quit. And then I think about the, the processes. The one day I, I was waiting because myself and Myrtle are the, you know, Myrtle's a financial director and we were praying for the business. And, and I'm like, Lord, why is there a waiting period? What is going on? And then the Lord said to us, unless the Lord builds your business, you build it in vain. Unless the Lord is the watchman, you intercede in vain. And then we are like, Lord, but how do we miss it? We, you know, we're putting you forward. And he says, no, unless I give you an instruction, whatever you do on your own, you're not building. The Bible says, commit your works to the Lord and he will establish you. While we're saying, we're praying every day before we start work. The key here was we were doing our own thing. We were doing the legalistic part of praying, but we were not willing and obedient. And the Bible says, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. What, what, what was happening to us, Myrtle? We come from a secular environment. We've always done business in a secular way. This 40 day has taken us through a transformative process where we don't do business the way the Egyptians do it. We do it according to God's protocol because the Bible says his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. The Bible also says that no eye has seen and no ear has heard what the Lord is uh, in store for us, but the Spirit of God reveals it to us. God cannot reveal it to us in the flesh. If we do business man's way, we have to do it secular. We have to do it the way the world does it. And so our 40 days, God was teaching us that unless he builds the city, we are not going to get it right. So Gospel for Grampian listeners, what we're saying today is that don't rush God. Allow God to complete his perfect work in you. Because when you get into your promised land, you will appreciate the 40 days because it gives you boldness, stamina, strength, resilience, and courage to face the greatness that is in the promised land. In your promised land, it is not just people that are like you. It is worldly people too. You are surrounded with worldly people. And worldly people in their own right can be successful. And God is saying, I've raised you up to be successful and above them all. But if you still think like a slave, you will be intimidated by the greatness there. Yet I put you above them. The Bible says that he lifts us up above all our enemies all around us. If you don't go through the 40-day period of processes of submitting completely to the Lord, when you enter your promised land, 
You will not move above your enemies. You will let your enemies move above you because you are intimidated. So please, your 40 days is relevant. It's pertinent for you to enter your promised land. And your 40 days can be 11 days. It can be 11 days. Or it can be 40 years. Or it can be 40 days. I say you do something for 40 days, it becomes a habit. But don't wait for over 40 days because your breakthrough can come if you are willing and obedient to the process. Karina, tell us a little bit about you. I mean, myself and Myrtle, we're talking about how the 40 days has transformed us as individuals and has made us so strong. How, what, what went through you in this 40 days that we were going through? I think sometimes it's difficult, but you always have to go, like you're saying, you always have to go back to the word and knowing who Jesus is makes it much easier in the process. But if you don't know Jesus through his word, it's, it's very difficult because you don't have a whole, a word to hold on to. But if you have a word to hold on to, you know, like God told me this and he's the creator of the universe. I have to stay and listen to his voice and have to do what he's telling me but if you don't know God and if you don't hear his voice then it's easy to become and uh, uh, be a person that is disturbed with worry anxiety your peace leaves you become very unsettled but if you know who you are in Christ then it becomes easier but there's sometimes I mean I know that was like Lord where is it going to be over now can you just like, can the process be like quicker? Can it just be over? And sometimes we think that we think like, Lord, can you just please do something? But God is like, I want you to go through this because there's a bigger purpose for it. And there's a reason for it. And just trust the process. Trust that I have you in my hands. Trust that he's the potter and I'm the clay. And the when he molds you, it's going to, there's some pieces. I mean, there's some pieces in me that, you know, just have to be removed. So God has to shape me into that. And it's going to be painful, but it's going to be leading me to a promised land. Absolutely. And and I don't know about you, Myrtle, but a big part of my 40-day that we all went through was the Word of God became literally my light, my lamp unto my feet. You know, Angelina, he's a potter with a clay. I've got uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the Word of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. And that was what was happening. We were full of word. You know, uh, he was building our faith. Yes. That's what I said. I was telling myself every day when I went on my knees and prayed. I said, Lord, thank you for building my faith. Yes. I mean, I've never, I don't know about you, I'm a Christian since... I mean, for a long time, and I've been to Bible college, I've got a master's, I've got two master's degrees, etc. But there has been no amount of experience that I can compare with other than these last 40 days. And this has been the greatest 40-day experience that I've ever heard, you know, went through that has taught me to become strong in the Lord. You know, the Bible says that those who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. I understand that now. These 40 days made me know the word, made me know God, and that is through his word. I've never confessed so much of word, but the interesting part of the confession, it was real to me. It was light. It was real. It was active. I spoke the word Myrtle. It was active. It was alive. And it was in the 40 days that I could speak it where it became active and alive. When, when you're not in a 40-day journal, uh, I mean a 40-day experience where you separated from the world and you've got nothing but the word, then the word becomes alive. But if you're in your busyness and you've got everything and the word is suddenly there on the side, it has not the, it's not the same impact as being separated from anything and everything and saying, okay, let's see the word work. No. I mean, I, I, I don't know about you all, but you and I were, Myrtle and I were at a point of praying where we prayed and we said, Lord, we can't move any side. We got no choice. And we don't want to go to anybody because we don't know anybody that can do what you can do. We don't want mediocrity and we don't want to settle for the norm. So we can't move. Tell us what to do. 
and we use the word of God that is written to remind God of what he said and who he is. And what happened? I just surrendered at Angelina and 1 Corinthians 16, verse 13 and 14. Watch, stand fast in faith, be brave, be strong. Let all that you do be done with love. With love. And that is what we've done all the time that we're going through these trials and tribulations. We, we gave love to each other. We were in love with each other because we knew God is there for us. He built, you, you don't understand gospel for grampians, listeners. You don't understand what is faith until you go through, until you can't move the mountain. When you're busy <laughs> moving the mountain, that's when you know there is faith. God is for real. He is for real because you suddenly you suddenly on your own, you don't have a boss that's in the circular environment that has a big balance sheet to say, hey, listen, you're covered for, for employment. And now you're a financial director of an emerging company, hey, Myrtle, and I'm the CEO. And suddenly you carry the weight of the business. And you're carrying the weight and you're going, Lord. And then you realize, why are you carrying the weight? Because he says, unless he pulls the business. And then you realize, oh my gosh, I missed it. And then we began to release the business to the Lord and say, Lord, you've started this business. You've put the vision in us. You order our steps. And before you know it, faith is putting the responsibility in God. That is what faith is. Faith is saying, Lord, this you've promised, so you're going to deliver. And the minute we were able to deliver that to the Lord to say, Lord, we believe you. You've given us the hope and our hope is in you. We were able to rest and worship him. Therefore, joy comes in, rest comes in, peace comes in, because we realize we were carrying a weight that we shouldn't have carried because unless he builds it, it ain't going to sustain. Hey, So Gospel for Grampian listeners, I'm going to remind you again what Joshua Salmon says. God is a God of speed, not a God of hurry. Do not rush the process. Suspend your hurry. Allow God to take you through your process because if you ch uh, chance to go into your promised land having not com uh, completed your process, then you are prematurely going to cut yourself short of enjoying a long life in the, in the promised land because the enemies in the promised land will see your fear and intimidation and they're going to devour you. You know, different to being in Egypt, you are going to be enslaved to fear, anxiety, depression, and suddenly you know it, you are the tail and no longer the head. Having said that, we just want to quickly talk about now that we have experienced our 40 days, we're so grateful because we feel, we feel filled up, we feel energized, we feel spiritually mature. We want to just talk about some highlights that we experienced in our last 40 days of episodes in our work on air, uh, episode 1 to 40. So we're bringing in a few of the highlights and we encourage you that as we share of some of our highlights, if you want to go and listen to the entire um, broadcasting of a specific episode, please go visit it on www or womenofafricacare.com uh, and go to work on air and you'll see all our detailed episodes there. We trust you'll be inspired and encouraged. So Karina, you are going to highlight some interesting episodes between episode one and 13. Please go for it. So episode number one, episode number one began on 1st June 2022 and it was titled God Provides, like what we're going through now and all the circumstances we know that God provides. In Philippians 4, 19, there's a verse, but my God shall supply all your needs and all means everything, all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So one thing that, in, one thing that I really loved about this episode it spoke to me about God can only fill you with much when you let go of worry. Wow. So you have to let go in order to get the release from heaven. But if you're so full of yourself and worry, then God can't fill you. And episode number two was love is a verb, which is so beautiful because love is a doing word. You know, in 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 to 3, it speaks about the greatest of them being love. 
And one thing, one quote that I really loved here was a quote by Oprah Winfrey. Love is a verb. Is there admiration and respect? If there isn't, then there is no love. Love is not a feeling. It is a behavior. It is how a person acts and how they treat you. So I love that. And I love what 1 Corinthians 13 verse 1 to 3 says, you know, you can have the gift of prophecy. You can have knowledge and all of that. But if you do not have love, then you do not have anything. Episode 3, we spoke a little bit about Young Adult Life Orientation, which is one of the programs that Women of Africa Care offers. And we shared that on June 16th, which was the Youth Day of in South Africa. And we spoke a little bit about the background of South Africa. So if you don't know, unaware of the program of Young Adult Life Orientation, hop onto the website on www.womenofafricacare.com to get a whole overview of what we offer to who we offer these programs to, and it is life-changing. It is life-changing. You will never be the same again when you go through these programs. Uh, episode four was, In Chaos, We Learn to Find Rest. Wow. <laughs> My favorite verse that was there was Psalms 34, verse 17, The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. But that was interesting because we felt like we were in chaos for these 40 days, but I love what you're saying. We actually had rest. Yeah. So I love that, you know, when you cry out to God and when you know that you're righteous, he will deliver you in Jesus name. Episode five was important of self-reflection and submission. I like what it says, um, the definition that was given by Connie Habash. This was taken from thrivedwork.com. Self-reflection is a skill, the ability to be aware of yourself. It is a particular kind of awareness that is applied to yourself on many levels, like your physical, your mental, emotional, and your spiritual. With self-reflection, we look at ourselves with interest, curiosity, and inquiry, particularly when exploring our thoughts, behaviors, and emotions. Self-reflection is an essential skill for personal growth. Without it, we walk around unconscious and often reactive to others and reactive to others and even our own self and we spoke about the journal writing and the 40-day journal you know the, why journal writing is so important it's good to reflect on things that happen why did you behave or react in the certain way that you behave what brought that out of you is there something that you're going through is there something that you encountering is there is there anger issue is there something from your past that you didn't deal with so journal writing helps you. And again, if you didn't get the the 40-day the journal, please get it from our website. We encourage you to do that. And one thing I like that John Bavia said in terms of the submission was to be in authority, you have to be under authority. So that means everybody is under authority everybody. or else you are like God. And only we know what happened to the one that tried to be like God. He was kicked out of heaven and he's cursed. Episode 6, we spoke about self-reflection, the seven days. I love this uh, quote. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different outcome. Self-reflection does not bring wholeness and does, does not only bring wholeness and for us to embrace the full measure of God's anointing given to us through the Holy Spirit, it also promotes continuous improvement and enables us to operate with the spirit of excellence. So if you want improvement as an individual, and if you don't want to be a, like a stagnated water, not moving and flowing, then you need to be improvement. We encourage you again, do some self-reflection. Episode seven was self-reflection, 14 days, key aspect, personal identity. To discover you, you have to first know your maker. You have to know God in, in order to know your identity. Amen. Episode 8 was Growing Pains. Wow. And there was uh, an amazing um, prayer by Myrtle, which I'm not going to go into, but there's amazing prayer uh, from Myrtle talking about the growing pains and a prayer that will inspire you. Episode 9 was spiritual awakening. I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Galatians 5.16 Doesn't it feel like, sorry I'm, uh, in interrupting you, but it feels like everything you're talking about, you just experienced yeah. one case. 
that is scary. <laughs> that is very scary. It's like our life of these 40 episodes was captured in 40 days in January, and it wasn't easy, but by grace. <laughs> Carry on, Karina. That is true. So we have to walk by the Spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. We can do this by prayer, by reading the Word and fasting. Episode 10 was self-reflection 29 to 35, developing godly character and choosing good friendships. Establishing good friendships. I don't know if there's anybody who's experiencing uh, a cutoff of, you know, different associations and people as much as I did this year. But praise Jesus, all for the good reasons. So we don't have to have toxic people in our space and have them keep feeding us negative things. You know, as a child of God, you need to be filled up with the word of God. You need to have people and people will encourage you in the word of God, not pull you down and break you down and tell you something that you're not. You need to have friendships that will uplift you with the word of God. And and, and friendships that will tell the truth in love. And tell the truth in How love. many, I mean, I've I I got to bring this up. Sorry, during this 40-day experience that I went through, we had one person that spoke into my life and they spoke, but they were mocking. They 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 actually were jealous. So they gave us wrong counsel out of jealousy. And I'm thinking, thank God I knew who I am in Christ, or else I would have just believed that big lie about myself. So having the truth is, saying the truth is not about, is she going to be happy with the truth or not? It's, I love you enough to tell you because I care. And you get jealous people that will come and break down you and pull you down to where they're at because they're afraid that you are too high up there and envy and jealousy creeps in for them to pull you down. So having the right friends is necessary because the Bible says we must esteem others more highly than ourselves. How many people are willing to do that? I mean, I think about what we did in January. How many times we did this, Myrtle, where people that didn't like us, we prayed and lifted them up and spoke the best over them. This 40-day gospel for grandparents, listeners, you need to go through a 40-day process. I've never lifted up somebody in my life before who hated me and lifted it up in prayer and prayed the best for them. And that is what a 40-day experience does. It makes you lift up your enemies and pray the best for them. Bless those who curse you. That is what we went through. Amen. That is what we went through. And so it's imperative for you to do a 40-day journal. Absolutely. A 40-day experience because it changes you. Therefore, you cannot have enemies because even for your enemies, you pray the best for them. That's so true. So having the right, correct friends is vitally important. And you shouldn't forget that you have purpose. One of the quotes I want to read by Rob Thompson, your distinction does not come from your race, color, or creed, but from the types of problems you are willing to solve for others. Wow. And you know, by us praying for them, we are solving their problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's spiritual problem. They uh, have insecurity. We are praying for them. We are praying that God will show them mm-hmm. that the light of God will convict them in Jesus' name. Episode 11, woman, you were made for good and not evil. And um, I love that we have a goodness cycle, which is so beautiful. Yes. And in this cycle, we have Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works. And we have Matthew 5.16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. We have 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8, and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things, Acts 9 verse 36, now there was a, now there was at Joppa a certain disciple named Tabitha, which by interpretation is called Dorcas. This woman was full of good work and alms deeds, which she did. And of course, our favorite Proverbs 31, woman does good all her life. Advice. And let us not grow weary in doing good. I love that goodness cycle. Episode 12. Um, is 30 day 36 or 40 the 40 day journal guide please follow the 40 day journal guide we address this uh, important aspects and you'll find this on day 36 to 40 the value of time your time on earth has eternal significance we all have been given a lifespan on earth that impacts 
our eternal value, how we use our time is essential. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. That is my favorite, one of my favorites. <laughs> wow. And the, the second one, the second aspect is purpose. I am sure the happiest days of my life have been when I have tried to do the will of God as far as I know to do it. Be our moody. Oh. The third aspect is complacency is a thief of success. So, com I love this here. Complacency is a disability that robs us from moving ahead in God's plan. So, and that wow, I love that. So that's one of the reasons why you have to go through a 40-day experience. It gets rid of every complacency. You are so uncomfortable, you don't have time to be complacent. Amen. You're out of your comfort zone. You're like, Jesus, yeah, I am. Is there any more? <laughs> Episode 13, be anxious for nothing. I be did. anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and let your requests be known to God and let the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. That is Philippians 4, verse 6 to 7. 1 John 4, 4 says, Ye, ye are of God. God, little children, and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Wow. So you had a lot of fun with going and recapping episode 1 to 13. Fun. It actually built you up as well. It did. Yes. So I'm going to be covering episode 14 to 26. So we're just quickly in this current um, session of episode 40, just going through recapping what we've done for the last 40 episodes. So for episode 14, our beloved Sam, he spoke about fervent prayer and James 6.16, effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. What stood out for me, Myrtle, on this teaching was, he says, a fervent praying person does this. What if they were in this situation, how would they pray for themselves? If they were in a financial crisis, health crisis, relationship crisis, emptiness, boredom, unfair treatment, failure, safety or security issue, how will they pray for themselves? That mentality is how a fervent prayer will pray for other people. That is what we actually learned in January when we were being pulled down by other people. We ended up praying the best for them. Even though we were put in a in a very low position, we we were able to lift other people up. And that is what effectual fervent praying people do. And Job Job 42.10 teaches us that. Job teaches us the benefits of a fervent prayer. He says here, and the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. That is what happens when you pray for other people. You get lifted up. I mean, I'm thinking about us, Myrtle and Karina. We were praying for people that were pulling us down. We were lifting them up. And lo and behold, as we lifted them up, we started getting doors open for us. If you can remember, it's exactly what happened to Job. Every time he prayed for his friends, what happened? He got double for his trouble. And that's exactly what happens. Pray for others the best prayer as if you are going through their situation. Episode 15, vision creates purpose. I mean, that is my favorite. I love vision, 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 because I'm a visionary, okay? Dr. Ma's inspiration on vision. Vision is a concept inspired by God in the heart of a human. Vision generates vision. Your vision will generate someone else's vision. Vision is the ability to see further than your eyes can look, to see not just what is, but also what can be, and to make it a reality. So please, if you have a problem with vision, go and listen to episode 15. I love this part. Sight is the function of the eyes, Myrtle, but vision is the function of the heart. And God puts the vision in your heart. And if you don't have God in your life, you ain't got vision. The Bible says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard what the Lord has planned for you. God's plans for you is in your heart. The vision has to be in your heart or else it will not be bigger than yourself. Okay, so sight is the function of the eyes, but vision is the heart, is the function of the heart. Episode 16, we are covering marriage is a holy matrimony. So for listeners today who have mar marital challenges, we ask you to please go and listen to episode 16. We address the governance of marriage in terms of faithfulness and the sins of unfaithfulness that damages marriages. 
Episode 17, we talk about the power of praying in tongues. We highlight a lot of it in our Tuesday intercession. So Gospel for Grampian listeners, join us, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Every Tuesday, Myrtle and I present a power hour intercession. It will edify you and it will help you to stand firm and stand strong. So if you want to know the power of praying in tongues, please join us every Tuesday to exercise your tongues. We are on YouTube at 7 p.m. South African time, which will be 8 p.m. UK time. Episode, no, not 8 p.m., 6 p.m. UK time. Episode 18, we cover the importance of social etiquette. How do we present ourselves to the world in social media, work, public, private places? A lot of how we present ourselves defines our culture, uh, beliefs, values, and we are God's family. We are of an eternal heritage. We are Christ-minded. We have Christ-like culture and values. So people see Christ in us. Our etiquette shines or hides our light. How we behave tells a lot about who we are in Christ. So go listen to Etiquette. If you have a problem with social etiquette or any type of protocols on etiquette, episode 18 is for you. If you want to develop into a beautiful Proverbs 31 woman, how you how you talk, how you walk, how you dress, how you eat, how you, everything matters. Let's go to episode 19. Sorry, where are we? We are episode 19, the month of October. Episode 19 to 22, we talk about love. October was our month of love. And here we introduce in episode 19, the importance of love. What's love got to do with it? Everything. We speak about God's love. God's love created us, 1 John 4, 7. 1 Peter 4, 8, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever so believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is what we stand for. We went on to identifying what is love. I want to know what love is. Episode 20, love is selfless. Love is generous. Love remembers you, Isaiah 49, 15, 16. So if you are having a problem uh, thinking that God loves you go and read Isaiah 49, 15, 16. We close our love chapter in October with love is kind, love is patient, love never fails. If you have a problem with loving, go read 1 Corinthians 13, 4, 7. You will know what love is all about. And if you don't know how to behave like a Christian, because love must be love without hypocrisy, go and read Romans 12, 21, or go listen to our episode 20. Then we, uh, 21. Then we get to episode 23 to 26, which is the November series my gosh, my gosh, this was deep. It was the dangers of generational sins and challenges. Episode 23, hurting people hurt people. What are generational sins? And we talk about the generational patterns that are passed down, the impact of unaddressed uh, issues on social behavior. A person that's rejected, reject good people and love. A person that's rejected have fears, worries, trust issues. Therefore, they live a solitude lifestyle. The person that's rejected falls prey to abuse, victimization, and violence. People who are rejected are prone to lustful behaviors and immorality and drug addictions and perversions and they covet. They are jealous, they are envious, so they go gamble and they try to compete with their neighbor. Please deal with your generational challenges. If you don't know how to deal with it or you see people in your family having the issue, then go learn more about it in the episode 23 to 26. In episode 24, we cover more on rejection and how not dealing with rejection destroys families, communities, because the spirit of rejection is a divider, not a unifier. Rejection definition, it is the sense of being unwanted and unable to receive love from others. You will break free from the manifestation of rejection. Some people who deal with rejection have perfectionism, fear, they withdraw from life, they have pride, they have self-reliance, they cannot trust God, they do not trust anybody. So they, that is a problem in itself. They are insecure. They are inferior. They are feeling ashamed. Bad, bad, bad to place to be in. Bad qualities that emanate from rejection are fear, intimidation, envy, jealousy, murder, corruption, our soul. He was after David because he was jealous of David because of the fact that he had rejection in him. Episode 25, we continue the series of rejection. Please go read it. You will not regret it. It talks about personal identity rejection. Uh, I'm thinking about 
Adam, when he was in the garden, when they had sinned, they removed themselves from God because they were ashamed of their sin. Yet God said, who told you you were naked? God, God loved them even though they had sinned, but they condemned themselves and therefore they lived that perpetual rejected lifestyle. And as a result, people are born and prone to rejection. Unless they know God, they have rejection in them. And then we go on to deal with overcoming rejection, see how great the Father's love has bestowed in us, that we could be called children of God, and as such we are. For this reason, the world does not know us because it did not know Him. 1 John 3, 1. How we overcome rejection is we must believe what God says we are. Over to you, beautiful Myrtle. You are covering 27 to 39. That's it. 27. Wife of influence, evil company corrupts good behavior. We were talking about, we were thanking God for the productive November month, and we were uh, talking about love is truth. We are the voice of truth, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Then uh, episode 28, Ways of Influence, it's Christmas time. What does Christmas mean to you? In uh, episode 29, Angelina, Sam and Karina spoke um, um, about a God supplies me, uh, meet all needs. God bless us abundantly. God bless us for every good work. 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. So uh, 30, shining your light of forgiveness, kindness, love, wisdom, and grace. Then episode 31, live in your journey. God is faithful. 32, help is on its way. Wow. And 10, help is on its way. The happiness of those who trust God. We walk by faith and not by sight. Then episode 33, who am I? Who am I in Christ? Episode 34, purpose in identity. So 30, uh, 35, what am I? The mm. 33 was who am I? 35 is what am I? Uh, describe yourself. I look this way. I dress this way. I come from this culture, but my career part is really define what I am. Then um, episode thirty-six, power hour. Myrtle was speaking about uh, her topic was be who you are. Karina was the the um, divine exchange. Um, and we were talking about um, Angus Barkin's uh, devotion, grassroots devotion, 1 Corinthians six seventeen. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. You, you as a woman don't have to uh, share the same vision as your husband. Amen. Yep, yep, yep. Then episode 37, Wall of Faith. Yay. Angelina said the wall in Jerusalem. That is the wall of faith that keeps the Israelites focused on God. Um, episode 38, laughter is the best medicine. Habakkuk 2.2, with the vision, make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. 39, Jesus, Jesus, I love your name. We discussed what the name of Jesus was, what it meant, meant uh, for us in your personal life, Karina, she feels blessed and have peace in the presence of Jesus and that there is power in the name of Jesus and she is blessed in the presence of Jesus. This Powerful, is yes. a power hour. Yes, we are invincible as children of God. I love what, what Myrtle and Karina have been sharing. So, yes, we've had a wonderful 40 40 episode experience and it's so wonderful to recap on all of it for us to realize how far we've come and how it's changed us and not only us but others so all glory to god so gospel for grampian listeners we share 59 minutes every week on thursdays and we've got it all stored up on podcast on gospel for grampian 
podcast station as well as it is on the Gospel for Grampian website as well as on the Women of Africa website work on air. Please feel free to go and source it and allow yourself to be empowered because you'll realize that these inspirations come from heaven and it is transformative to help you in your daily challenges that you face on the earth. I want to leave you again today as we end our 40 episode that you need to suspend your hurry. God is a God of speed, not rush. And the speed comes when you are well-trained. You are asking God for things gospel for grandparents. There's a time for everything. If you're not well-trained, are immature and not ready for the, the your character and your, your capacity cannot handle what God has prepared for you. So if you want to handle the will of God for your life and run in that land and fulfill that mission, then you have to allow yourself to be trained by God. So allow the process to take its shape. We love you. From Myrtle, Karina, and I, have a wonderful, wonderful 40-day experience. Ask God to give you that experience. Separate yourself from the world and the busyness and go through that 40-day experience because you will come out like Joshua because they had spent time with the Lord in the wilderness spirit and it built them up and made them strong. Therefore, they could put their hands up and say to Moses, give me that mountain because that 40 years made them strong. Don't waste your 40 days. Let it build you up for greatness. We love you. From Women of Africa Care Team, ta-ta. Bye. Bye.